time for another episode of Stick a Fork in It. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> We're going to have a good show today, but I wanted to talk about our last show. Yeah. And um, I know people chimed in because it was about pets and mm-hmm. um, how to care for them and that, you know, pets are part of our entire family. Absolutely. But my takeaway, because of where we are currently at Feeding Tampa Bay, is building capacity. Yeah. We talked about how they started in a trailer and all the wonderful work that they did. Quite a lot of growth. But when, with all of the support of the community, the magnificent facility they have now, mm-hmm. and to highlight that, it's like moms and babies used to be outside with a fan mm-hmm. underneath a porch, and now their nursery looks almost like you're in a hospital nursery. Mm-hmm. And that's how, um, and it's just lifted the energy all across the board for the teams, and it's made a huge difference um, in Tampa Bay. So with that in mind, Today, we have a co-host back that's been with us before, um, Kelly Sims, yeah. our chief development nice officer. Yeah, our <laughs> chief development officer. And then, you know, someone that's really, I've met a few times, but she really um, is really firmly rooted in your world um, and a friend of yours. So I'm going to have you introduce the guest today. Great. And by the way, thank you for having me back. It's I, it's such a great endeavor, this podcast and the information that we're able to share. Uh, I'm excited to be here with Cami Chatterson, who, who, Chatterton, who I've gotten to know over the years. Um, what many don't know is that Cami has been a philanthropist in this area for a long time, supporting various causes. And she's been somewhat a mentor to me in the sense of learning about other other campaigns where people are raising money mm-hmm. and how they do it and how we speak our story. Uh, Cami's um, a food broker. Mm-hmm. She can tell us about her f- firm in a moment and the growth of it and her family's involvement in it. Um, and I'm blessed to know that she's involved with some of the committees that we have here at Feeding Tampa Bay and it really motivates us and helps us do a better job of our work. So welcome, Cami. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me today. We appreciate you taking the time. So your food brokerage, 1993. My first question. I'm going to have a lot of personal questions because okay. we, we've only seen each other maybe twice. How did 1993? How did you make that decision? You know, looking back on it, it was a, a very smart decision, obviously. But at the time, it was probably like crazy. Uh, I, there were no women, hardly at all, in my industry. Mm-hmm. Still today, there's very few. Uh, I basically was working for other companies in the food industry. And at 28 years old, I said, I think I can do this better than all the other men that were running those companies. And so at 29 years old, I left a great job and opened up my company with absolutely nothing. We had no clients, no customers, but I did have a plan and a belief that I could do it better. Mm-hmm. Funny story is you sign corporate papers, you don't think of the date, and then looking back on it, it's pretty funny. We opened on April 1st, April Fool's Day of 93. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So yeah, I don't know if that was like some kind of single that, that you know, that the attorney was trying to tell me something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but now it's yeah. your lucky day. It, that's so right, it's, it you is. Know, everybody else can do their April Fools. This that's is your right. Lucky that's day. right. So tell me about what your brokerage does. Well, at the time we started out as a perishable food broker, and most people don't know what a food brokerage is. So we're the middle person between the food manufacturer and we specialize in supermarkets. So we help get this product from the manufacturer to the supermarket where their sales arm. So we don't purchase the product. We don't 
uh, truck the product, but we're their sales agent. We go to uh, the retailer. Predominantly, we are Publix, but we do sell to all retailers mm-hmm. in the Southeast. And we um, we sell our products to them, uh, whoever we are representing at the time. We have about 200 manufacturers that we represent wow. today. Wow. So you, are, you ensure that quality is in the supermarkets, and that's really your role, building that trust between the two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Wonderful. That's amazing. So Publix is one of the examples. Do you have another that you could name a few that people might recognize? Uh, so when they go into that produce area, they can think that, well, that you I mean, helped get it there. Right. I mean, uh, Winn-Dixie, obviously. Uh, back when I opened, there was, I mean, all of us here that are from Tampa remember cash and carry yes, stores. Yes. So became Sweet Bay, and now they're no longer in existence. But we uh, worked with them closely. And then stores throughout the southeast, the Harris Teeter stores and so forth throughout something. We do not sell to Walmart. Uh, that is not a chain, uh, or chain or the big box stores, Costco, Sam's things like that okay okay and so you started this back in 1993 Mm -hmm. were you married at the time yes i was married when we opened up bay food brokerage i was married with a five-year-old son and i had been in the business since right out of college so but um so yes married my husband was my biggest cheerleader supporter between him and my parents um I wouldn't be here today if it was not for them uh, being there to support me. And really, my parents took care of my son since I was working 80-hour weeks. So family, we know family is everything, whether it's your family that you envision, whether it's someone with their pet, uh, whether it's a group of friends. But for you, now it's transitioning to it's a family affair at the office. Tell us about that. Well, uh, my son, who basically grew up in the business, because when you own a company, you're talking Mm -hmm. about it at the dinner table. You're talking about it every day of your life. Um, So he grew up in the business, went on to play football at University of Pennsylvania, and then went to the Wharton Business School. Um, Never intended on him coming into the uh, company business. It just wasn't on the table to talk about. And then one day he called me up and said, I have a plan to take us further than Florida to take us up the eastern seaboard. I'd like to come in and talk to you. He came in and had a great plan put together. Um, I made him interview. It's funny looking back on it with every person in management at our company because mm-hmm. I said I don't want to be the one to say you know people to say oh he got the job because of who his mom is. So he went through a lot of interviews and everybody came to me and said yeah I mean he would be good and that's been eleven years now. It's wow. uh, time flies and um, it's been the greatest thing. It's just it's amazing to work and see your son grow and work with you and then when I retire he is the succession plan right you know you're putting it in good hands absolutely I'm not worried at all that's wonderful Um, and with your son we're all grandmothers here we were actually starting we talked about that that briefly before um, we started rolling Um, so you know I'm just going to ask a few questions we're all about food we know that food brings even strangers together around a table right so picture for us your dream perfect family dinner what is that 
oh, that's easy. That's Thanksgiving and Christmas for me. Mm. Yeah. I just, you know, it's just a, there's a different feeling than we got to eat and rush to get on to the next thing that we have to do at home or go someplace. It's sitting down as a family and just being together and appreciating each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it happens to be about the only meal I'm good at cooking. So <laughs> oh. that doesn't hurt yeah. Oh, so what's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, well, there's a joke in our household and amongst even my some of my clients that I may be great at selling the food, but I just do not do well at cooking it. Uh, but I'm really good at large meals. So, I mean, I'm really good at the turkey and the stuffing and all of that or prime rib or I can do the big meals. It's the small meals that I struggle with. Yeah. I think that might come from your inner CEO, right? You can right. do that. You can do the big spread on the table, but the little things you just can't. I never thought of it like that that yeah. may be yeah. true well i'll use that <laughs> there you go there you go now i got it for you i have to say that i've i've seen cammy i know you all are big sports fans and yes. you tailgate a lot as well right we do we do we tailgate and fortunately a couple years ago another a company that we're very close with here in tampa bay uh we uh went together and split a suite so now we get to go too and they serve that's, you so yeah. that's even better i don't have to worry about right the all. food part <laughs> yeah right that's the best game plan Yes. So, Kelly, now now you're going to chime in, and I may ask questions on behalf of our listeners, you know, because, you know, you stand beside us in a lot of ways, and Mm -hmm. you're um, one of the wonderful people that support our mission, and and this is Kelly's expertise. So, friend, take it away. Well, I'm happy to do that. And and Cammie and I have talked about this many times over, you know, our getting to know one another, but it's always interesting for others that hear our story to understand how does someone like you come to the place where you say, I really want to support either the issue of hunger uh, in general or Tampa Bay, feeding Tampa Bay specifically? What brought you to us? Well, first, being in the food industry, I firsthand witnessed the waste that goes on in America. And it's just it's just a crime. What happens when food in America, we're very spoiled here. If it's not perfect, the perfect banana, the perfect head of lettuce, it's just not sold. And that's a crime. So that that is something that I've always been uh, been bothered by. <laughs> uh, but a close friend of both yours and I, Steve Ellis, he uh said one day to me, you should go and take a look at Feeding Tampa Bay. And so I came here and just did a tour and I was hooked. I mean, Mm. when you see the amazing things that you do here, I was immediately, I remember saying, what can I do to help them? And I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just a phenomenal operation and I'm just very happy to be a little part of it. Well, you've become a big part of it. So in advance of my other questions, I'll say thank you again. Well, you're welcome. And thank you to Steve, who's been on the show as well. Yes, yes. For bringing you our way. He's made some great introductions over the years. And you touched a moment ago on waste. And a lot of people don't know that Feeding Tampa Bay is the greatest, the biggest recycler in the region because we do step into that gap Mm -hmm. between what retailers will purchase perfect food, produce, vegetables, whatever the case may be, and those that we know that are hungry are perfectly happy to have a crooked cucumber or whatever the mm-hmm. case may Absolutely. be. And so, uh, you know, that's a part of our story that I think Feeding Tampa Bay, you know, behooves us to tell a little more often because you know the inside of that and you realize
this, it, and I, I've heard our CEO say several times that a billion pounds of food goes to rot in the fields or on the trees, even in just the state of Florida. Yeah. I'm sure that's mind-boggling for you. That is mind-boggling, but it's not surprising. And that's just what you grow in the fields. That's not counting all the waste there is in canned foods. If a can has a dent in it, yeah. it can't be sold. Uh, if you know product is perfectly good product uh, in the meat department, but it's got one day shelf life left on it, right. it can't be sold. But it's pro- perfectly mm-hmm. good product. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much here in America that happens that honestly does not happen as much in other countries. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Why do you think that is? You know, I, I don't know. I wish I had the answers for it because then I could maybe f- help mm-hmm. fix it a little. I just think that we're so used to wanting perfect here mm-hmm. and that we, you know, and that's what we've been taught about our food. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we have the best food chain there is in the world. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm so proud of my industry. But, I mean, it does lend to a lot of waste. Mm, Yeah, it's interesting. Wish you could make a difference? The Women Inspired by Solving Hunger invite you to be a member. WISH is a group of passionate advocates and women leaders who are committed to solving food insecurity in our community by 2025. Through WISH, you can have a tangible impact on countless lives in Tampa Bay. Together, we can channel the significant power and resourcefulness of women leaders to boost access to food, uplifting the health and livelihoods of school children, families, and seniors in Tampa Bay. Send us a message if you too would like to join WISH. And you know, I, I, I know how busy you are building this firm, and one of the things that's an incredible blessing to us is how much time you've also given us. The fact that you're willing to sit on a committee and you're really t- willing to advise us in some of these areas. And even me in the development uh, office, the idea of you've been involved with major fundraising campaigns with, I know, a private school you've been involved with and some others. How do you make a decision on where you give your time, not just your funding, but your time? I really do I tell anybody, uh, mentors that I work with and different things, you need to do what your heart tells you to do. Just don't do something because you want to put down on a piece of paper, I'm on this board or I'm on that board or this committee, because you're not going to do a good job. Mm -hmm. You've got to pick what you choose. For me personally, children and hunger are two of the biggest needs in my opinion taking care of our youth because i mean a child if he's not taken care of is not going to be a great adult right and then going to food if a child is hungry how do you tell that child in school that you need to study because you could be something in life when all they're knowing is my stomach is growling and i don't know if i'll get dinner Mm -hmm. tonight yeah so i mean so really feeding tampa bay kind of checks all the boxes for me but that's when i look at uh, overall organizations that i give my time to it's how to make uh, better decisions for our children for food and for really t- i love tampa bay i mean when i moved here in 1985 i've never considered ever living anywhere else i absolutely love tampa bay and want to help tampa bay to be the best that it can be mm. One of the things that's 
so inspirational about you for my team is you're willing to ask anybody. And I, I imagine that's mm. something that you bring from your business, the growing of your business is right. As, yeah, as, you right, can't that, be bashful. Yeah, you can. And, and, you know, you're willing to carry our story now to a lot of folks that we don't necessarily know. What gives you that, you know, freedom to say, I, I'm happy to tell this story? Because I believe in it. It goes back to my question, uh, answer a few moments ago. You, If you believe in something, you're going to do a better job for that than just saying I'm on the board. Secondly, I mean, why I do it? I mean, I'm a salesperson at heart. You know, it's, you know, the worst thing that, what's the worst they can do? Right. Say no. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, sure. I mean, I mean, in sales, you're told no about nine out of every 10 times if you're lucky to be that high of a percentage. So I'm told no a lot, so it, it's easy to ask the question. That's, that's Well, then going to back to loving it, that confidence that probably exudes in excitement when you're talking about it, much like I've seen Kelly present Feeding Tampa Bay and learned a lot from her department, it just comes across so organic and natural. People, mm-hmm. even if they're gonna say no, they can right. warm up to it and understand what's going on. I Absolutely. think that's true. I've watched Cammy do that, and it's it's for those of us who work here. It's it's you know it's one skill, but when someone gives us their volunteer time and oh, says, yeah. you know, I'm 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 really willing to be that courageous. It's honestly it encourages us as a team. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'm thankful about that. Well, thank you. I didn't. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. that. But it's I mean it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought about a moment ago when you were answering about your Thanksgiving meal and your Christmas meal that's so important to you and your family. You, I know I've met your son and his mm-hmm. wife and, and how close you all are. It's yes. very obvious. As you think about that and the way you tell our story about families who don't have the food to sit around that table, is that part of the thing that inspires you as well? It does. I can just, uh, the best example is this just happened. Um, our grandson, who will be four next week, uh, was staying with us weekend before last. And he, he's a four-year-old that eats, wants to eat constantly. And I don't know, it's something that came up with Feeding Tampa Bay. And he was well, at 5 o'clock wanted to eat, at 7 o'clock he wanted to eat. And I said to my husband, I said, can you imagine if he came to us and said, Grandma, I want something to eat. And I said, honey, we don't have any food. Yeah. And wow. there are families here in Tampa Bay and over the world, really, but here mm-hmm. in America that have to say that. And I can't even imagine that. Yeah, yeah if we have... If we do our work together the way we mean to, and I know we've, we're now preparing, in fact, it'll be happening on this very day that we're gonna share to the community a way we're gonna expand yes. our mission, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna be doing a lot more to get A, more food out, but B, really uh, develop more and more programs that will allow people to build their own personal Mm -hmm. sustainability so that they don't have to come back to a food line again. And I know you've been involved with us as we thought about that expansion. As you think about people who are now coming through, say, our workforce training program and have the ability to go work in a warehouse or drive a truck for an organization like yours or, or the retailers that you work for, how does that part of our work resonate with you? Well, that's so important because obviously the goal is for us, and I think probably anybody who supplies needs to someone who is without. Do you want them to be able to do it for themselves? And the uh, the workforce program that we have here is just 
is just incredible because pretty well everyone that comes out of it has a great paying job as soon as they come out of it. And these are people that were coming here because they needed food to begin with. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. can give somebody, you know, teach them the fish, then you don't have to supply the fish anymore. Yeah, I right. mean, and it's and it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you and I have talked about, you know, one of the campaigns we're working on mm-hmm. together has to do with finding a new home for Feeding Tampa Bay, which we'll be telling the community more and more about over the next few months. But we understand that the expansion of our mission means that we've got to have some expanded space as well. And and this is where you've really dug in with us, and we appreciate that. How does how does that part of the work be particularly interesting to you and, and your understanding of it? Well, you have to have the sustainable capacity to fill the needs of the community. Mm-hmm. And the facility we have here is amazing, the amount that they do. But I think if anything came out of COVID, it was that we all saw the sheer need for more uh, in our community and across the world. And here in Tampa Bay, this facility that we're in currently just will not fill the needs of Mm -hmm. the community. The new facility that you and I both are working with to try to, you know, to get built, which is going to be starting here so shortly uh will be able to just cover so many more families and individuals and also have more workforce training and just a little bit of everything that the community needs mm-hmm. yeah we say often this is really not about another bricks and mortar program mm-hmm. this is an expansion of the work that the mission that feeding tampa bay is doing and i'm glad that you that that really lit a fire and caught on with you as well. And I hope it does with others as well. Oh, I'm sure it will. I mean, I've heard several people as we're talking to them say, wow, I just didn't know when people come here and see what we do and then understand how it's going to even grow so much more, Mm -hmm. they get it. Mm -hmm. So I have a question really quickly for you both about that. So, and that this is, you know, purely for the listener value, Feeding Tampa Bay during the pandemic was able to provide 95 million meals with what we have now yes Mm -hmm. we have a million or so in our care that need help that can't you know feed that toddler five Mm -hmm. times a day and have to say no if you can even picture it i can't i just gave myself a chill saying it what do we need Mm -hmm. this new building what do we need to deliver to really solidly address the need kelly well, first of all, we made a commitment to the community that we wanted to be a hunger-free region by 2025. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that people wouldn't encounter hunger, but it means they could get to us and they know where we're at when they right. when they need to. So currently, we're not in a space that is easy for that to happen. Right. Um, so we need more space for people to come here mm-hmm. and get food and for us to be able to take in more food. Very few people know that we're turning away about 25% of the food that's offered to us because we don't have the chilled space to right. even handle it. That alone, you know, right. that makes me Goes so, that. I just yeah. hate the thought of it. And I know the same is true for Cami. And then the second part of our commitment to the community is to say, we're going to really jump into this idea of ending hunger strategies. And that means 
time with people on site to say, do you know you qualify for benefits? Mm -hmm. Can we sit with you and help you? Do you understand the technology of that? And what other issues are you facing? Can we help you with connecting on your utility bill? Can we? There's a lot of right. connections that Feeding Tampa Bay can make with people if we have the ability to sit and meet with them and follow their progress. And that, of course, moves all the way to workforce training, which Cami mm-hmm. and I have spoken mm-hmm. about. And right now, we're able to get about 200 graduates through the program a year. The new facility that we have envisioned will take that up to 700 a year. Wow. And so you can imagine the families and lives change by an extra 500 people going into the workforce and supporting themselves. And even put it numbers more over a decade, that's 7,000 people that will have good paying jobs to support their families that would not have mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, it's really a big deal. And so, it really it's transformational for the community and that's one of the exciting things about our imagine event that we're presenting to the community is the idea that people might often wonder why am i willing to support the efforts of feeding tampa bay i don't have a hungry neighbor i don't have a hungry family member but what i continue to try to stress to people and 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 the message we want to get across is if you support this, your children will be more productive in schools because they won't, there will be other children in classrooms that will be fed and there to do the work that they're doing. It means that workforce, will you will have for your business people who come to work and don't have other anxieties about food insecurity right. or family members that are food insecure or the health Um, outcomes that come as a result of food insecurity. And so we're talking about schools that are changed. We're talking about health that has changed. We're talking about neighborhoods that are changed. And so it's, you know, just your support of our story and telling our story means it's more personally beneficial to you than I think people sometimes realize. Yeah, they don't realize, you know, the trickle effect. It starts with being hungry. If you're hungry, what else is going on? And like you just laid out, how can we help address it? And this new location is going to help us do that plus being the food recycler 25 percent that we're turning away that we'll be able to bring in and get back out into the community and um there's you know with our marketing it's our pathways right right so getting food into the pathways Mm -hmm. of those who need us most Mm -hmm. right and that's really about what a hunger free tampa bay is it is it It absolutely is. is and you know feeding tampa bay has always had a very strong feeling that wherever people encounter a need for hunger or need for food whatever you know we we make no judgment about that we have no it whether it's a long-term illness whether it's some trauma whether it's what's happening with inflation right now or whether it's the job loss during covid that has not come back to employment again people that we're encountering are doing every single thing they're very very courageous people to take care of themselves and their family and their children and so whatever we can do to help like put our arms around people and help lift them is exactly what we want to do and really this new kind of upcoming version and I I refer to strategic plan but really what it just means is we're going to be doing a lot more and that is we want to do a lot more to lift families in our region right and when you say strategic you know it's just I've only been here for five years, but the thought and 
everything that goes into the planning of how we move forward um, over the next few months. We're going to be sharing that with our listeners, and um, I'm really excited because it's a lot to be proud of, what our development team has done, what our partners who come in, our board of directors. Um, you know, it's very thoughtful in our approach on how this hung- we're going to be a hunger-free area, and um, it's fascinating to me. So as the months go on, we're going to be sharing that with our Good. listeners Excellent. so they understand the hard work that goes in, not just from a thought, but this goes back months, years, mm-hmm. that we're um, coming to this deadline of 2025. That's absolutely right. And and it's coming fast. It, it is. Time it is. flies, doesn't it? It, it is. is. It is. Yes. But we've been doing great things leading yes. up to it. And, you know, I want you guys to watch our social media today because we had an Imagine event this morning that was magnificent. We're going to be focusing on highlights of all the topics, all the guests on the panel, and you're going to be really able to become more aware of our work and what's going on. Well, we're um, really happy that that message is beginning to get out to the community. We're now, you know, we have a plan in front of us that I think that the community will will, will resonate with the hearts of people, and I know that others will want to be involved in a way like Cami has done. You know, I've really made a friendship with someone who came yeah. along with me and with our team to say we want to I want to support you in every way possible this day gives me an opportunity to say thank you publicly and I just make sure we do that again well you're welcome but I mean it's I should be thanking you for the opportunity and for what this entire team here at Feeding Tampa Bay does I mean it's it just it's amazing what they get accomplished and I can't wait for the new new facility yeah a lot of exciting things Cami thanks for joining us we appreciate you your time everything that you give uh, to our team and Kelly you know how much you're appreciated around here thank you so much for joining us on the show today and uh, we're really excited Um, we're moving into our next show is going to be Addison Davis we mentioned childhood hunger and our feeding mind pantries started right here in Hillsborough County and we're going to talk about that on the next show but thank you so much and on to the next one you can learn more about feeding tampa bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org you can also follow us on facebook instagram twitter linkedin youtube and tiktok at feeding tampa bay